You're listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast with Dr. Cameron Marshall. Ask Concussion Doc is a show where we answer your questions about concussions, treatment, and rehabilitation to help practitioners better manage these injuries. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Ask Concussion Doc episode number 98. Uh, This episode is called, Is My Concussion Permanent? This is a very common question that we get from a number of patients that have maybe heard this from their general practitioner. Um, Maybe they've heard this from a specialist of some kind. Maybe they've read this somewhere. Um, So it's a common statement that people might say, oh, I'm already X amount of time away from my concussion. Therefore, uh, I believe that, you know, you can't help me or my symptoms are just going to be here. This is my, my new normal. Um, and this is a, just, I have to get used to this, right? So that's often what patients will say. So it's common belief system. And a lot of this, you know, comes down to what people may have heard from their doctors, uh, their GPs. Doctors will often state, like I said, when a patient has symptoms for, you know, a certain period of time, they will state that, oh, this is permanent and this is what you should get used to. So some doctors will say this at three months, at six months, at two years, etc. This is all BS, okay? There's zero evidence to suggest that at a certain time point, concussion symptoms just become uh, your normal. So that is a complete fabrication. So your GP either heard that somewhere or completely made that up. Either way, if your doctor tells you that your concussion symptoms are permanent, it is likely time to find a new doctor, at least for the concussion. And I don't mean completely throwing away, you know, you may have a good doctor, but a lot of doctors aren't very well versed when it comes to concussion. So I just want to clear up the myth. And I already see somebody over here live on Instagram saying I was told that. So you were told that it was permanent. So um, clear up that myth once and for all. There is no magic time point following concussion that all of a sudden means that, oh, I'm at the six month point. That means that that's it for me. Uh, that is actually not true. Okay. All this typically means is that you're beyond your doctor's understanding of PCS and they just don't know what else to do with you. And you're told that it is uh, permanent. So the overwhelming majority of concussions will recover within the first three to four weeks. It's actually about 70% of concussions, depending on the study you read, 70% of concussions will recover within the first four weeks after injury. The other 30% have symptoms lasting longer than that 30-day period, which is then called post-concussion syndrome, otherwise known as persistent concussion symptoms. And now currently they're throwing around the term of prolonged uh, concussion symptoms. So anyway, 30% will have symptoms lasting longer than a month, which depending on which diagnostic criteria you use, that's kind of the defining point for post-concussion syndrome is beyond one month of having symptoms. So it is often this PCS population that is told that their concussion is permanent. I don't think many practitioners are telling somebody within the first week that their concussion is going to be permanent, uh, but it's patients that have had symptoms for months to maybe even years where they will be told that this is a permanent situation, which again, like I said, is not true. It's just likely beyond your doctor's understanding of this. Now, in the defense of doctors, they don't get, I'm talking about general just physicians, don't get a lot of training 
with respect to concussion. In fact, studies across the board in Canada and the U.S. have found that the training in medical school on concussion is very minimal. Uh, one study that was done in Canada, and I'm sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, you can probably see this study right here. Um, they found that most, um, most medical schools in Canada had about 30 minutes of concussion education. Many didn't have any concussion education at all. Um, more recent studies are finding that this is getting better, but it's still only about two hours of education in an entire four-year curriculum, which is barely going to scratch the surface when it comes to what you would need to know to effect effectively manage somebody, especially when you're dealing with a complex case like persistent concussion symptoms. So how about neurology, right? Most of the time, if you go to see your GP, uh, your family doctor with concussion symptoms, they're probably just going to tell you to rest or give you, you know, kind of just go home, rest, take it easy, take a week off work, just kind of general advice, right? Um, first of all, the guidelines show that resting for any more than a day or two becomes actually problematic for you. You actually start to get worse over time due to inactivity. It causes more dysautonomic regulation. It causes, um, or sorry, I should say autonomic dysregulation. I confused those two words. Um, but they'll often give you some general recommendations. 70% of the time, symptoms are going to go away over time. And if you're in that lucky 70%, you move on with your day thinking, well, that was fine. But if you're in the unlucky 30%, they will often refer you. And generally, the referral is to a neurologist, right? So um, it's outside of their scope. And it will not really outside their scope. But anytime you have somebody that's, that's coming in, it's a concussion. Well, I don't really know a lot about concussions. I'm going to send it to neurologists because neurology should know about concussions, right? Surely that would seem like the right call. Well, studies looking at the knowledge among neurologists and neurosurgery um, uh, neurosurgeons actually shows that their knowledge of concussion isn't that great either. And another study that was done in Canada looking at medical students, neurology, neurosurgical residents uh, found that a significant number of them had incomplete knowledge about concussion as well. So even when you get referred to that neurologist, they might not know anything about concussion because actually, and what most people don't understand is that concussion, although initially a neurological injury, it's a brain injury in the initial phases, the persistent symptoms of concussion are actually not thought to represent ongoing brain injury for the most part. So when you go see your neurologist, essentially what they will do is they will do a neurological evaluation. You'll do all sorts of stuff like touch my finger, touch my touch your nose, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Okay, you know, do this with your hands. Can you put your fingers together like this? Okay, good. I'm going to look at how your eyes move. What they're looking for is gross neurological impairment. They're going to check your reflexes. They're going to check your muscle strength. They're going to test all of these things because they're looking to see, does this person actually have a neurological deficit? But here's the thing with concussion. Concussion patients are neurologically intact. So when you do all this stuff, you will be normal. And so then the neurologist goes, well, there's no neurological impairment. So what do I do with this person? They may, you know, give you some medication to help take the edge off or whatever it may be, even though medications are shown not to have any effect when it comes to concussion either. But they might just throw that at you because they don't really know what else to do. So like I said, is concussion purely neurological? 
in the acute phases, right, it starts out as a brain injury. It's a mild traumatic brain injury. However, the, prevail the prevailing thought, as well as most of the scientific evidence, shows that once you get into that persistent symptom category, beyond that 30 days, most of the evidence for persistent symptoms is around other things. So concussion causes more of a systemic injury around the body. So unless you have objective neurological findings when you go to the neurologist, they're not really going to know what else to do. They're probably going to send you back to your GP and maybe give you a little bit of medication. So I have here that'll probably be getting shown somewhere on the screen at this point if you're watching on YouTube, the consensus statement, the international consensus statement, um, which was last done in Berlin in 2016. They were supposed to do another one this past year, but obviously COVID and everything else, they didn't do it. So the next one's going to be 2021. Here is the statement from Berlin on persistent concussion symptoms. So Berlin is a global worldwide concussion consensus statement. Persistent symptoms does not reflect a single pathophysiological entity, but describes a constellation of non-specific post-traumatic symptoms that may be linked to coexisting and or confounding factors, which do not necessarily reflect ongoing physiological injury to the brain. So a lot of patients with persistent concussion symptoms think, I have a brain injury. No, 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 no. You had a brain injury. Now you're dealing with all the other stuff that happened as a result of that injury. All right? So that's where we need to get to. So in your mind, you have to think, okay, brain injury was in the past. Now we're moving forward. What is going on now? Why do I still have symptoms? There's another study that was done by John Letty, and this is a number of years ago, but I just like this quote because it kind of puts everything together. We believe that the accumulating evidence suggests that concussion, while initially and primarily a brain injury, involves more than just a disturbance of cerebral cognitive function. It is a systemic injury that affects multiple physiologic systems throughout the body. PCS may therefore reflect less a primary cognitive disorder than a manifestation of a persistently altered central and peripheral physiologic state after concussion. Concussion affects your cerebral blood flows. Concussion affects your vestibular system, your balance. It affects your hormones. It affects your gut and how you're, you're able to process foods, which then creates inflammation. You can create what's called leaky gut, which then creates leaky brain. People with fogginess, sleep difficulties, chronic fatigue, all of these things are the result of the brain injury, but it's what their effect is on the rest of the body. So if you are then just sent from your family doctor, let's say you go to your family doctor and you're in that unfortunate 30% and they say, well, brain injury, concussion, I'm going to send you to neurology because I don't really know much about concussion. That's, that's what they do. Okay, I'm going to go see the neurologist. You show up to the neurologist, they're going to do a neurological evaluation. Your neurological systems from a gross motor standpoint, from a cerebellar standpoint, from an ocular motor standpoint, you're not going to have any real objective findings. So the neurologist is now going to be at a loss. And then they're going to refer you back to GP. The report is probably going to say no neurological you know, abnormalities were detected. GP is then going to say, well, I don't really know. My, you know, it's going to be a permanent thing or, you know, this is your new normal. You might have to get used to it. Um, so I think that is where a lot of things are getting gummed up, where patients are concerned or convinced that it's brain injury. Doctor thinks concussion, brain injury, they send to neurology, but neurology can't find any neurological problems. So you have to look at this from a global standpoint. Now, essentially, this is where patients are going to get the runaround. Um, 
you know, I, I see this every single day, patients that have been, you know, in the system for years trying to go to this person, that person, I've been referred here and here and here to try and find somebody who can do something, but we're going the wrong direction. And if that clinician tells you that this is permanent, they are, you know, wrong on that. So if your clinician is well-versed in concussion and understands the literature, keeps up to date with it and all that stuff, they would be able to tell you that concussion is treatable. A few years ago, uh, Mickey Collins and a group out of the University of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh held a seminar where they had all of the top concussion clinicians and researchers from around the world come meet in Pittsburgh. This is people, for those that know the concussion space, we have Anthony Contos on here, Julian Bales, Mark Barisa, uh, Jeff Barzarian, uh, Robert Cantu, um, like just all of the names, the who's who of the concussion research world came to Pittsburgh, they had this conference, and they went through certain questions about, you know, what do we know about this? What do we know about that? And they kind of had a consensus meeting. And what they found was that with 91.9%, so basically 92% of the experts at this meeting agreed to the statement that concussion is treatable. So if you're just going to your general GP that doesn't have a lot of knowledge on concussion, they're going to tell you it's permanent because they don't know what else to do. But if you're going to go to some experts in this area, they're going to tell you something different. That concussion is treatable. 92% of people agreed. And that was, that was a few years ago. That was 2015. So we know that a lot has even improved since then. Okay. So, but what treatments are effective? Now, I've talked about this a lot. There's a lot of, you know, gimmicks out there. A lot of people are trying some crazy things and, you know, oh, I'm going to go do, um, you know, hyperbaric oxygen therapy or laser therapy or whatever else, those don't have any evidence to support them. There's actual treatments out there that have a lot of scientific evidence to show that they are effective, even when done by themselves. So if you take any one of these treatments, it will have some level or degree of effectiveness. But the most effective approach to concussion treatment and management is actually doing a combination of these things. So, they are, number one, sub-symptom threshold exercise. This helps with your blood flow regulation. It helps with dysregulation of your autonomic nervous system, your sympathetic parasympathetic systems. Treatments that target inflammation, sleep, hormones, and gut permeability and gut dysbiosis. These things I combine together because sleep difficulties create more inflammation and, and affect hormones and all these other things. So these go hand in hand with each other. So we usually target them kind of in a simultaneous approach. Vestibular rehab, which is your balance system, right? It's what makes you feel dizzy from time to time. Vision rehab with a neurooptometrist doing, you know, visual training to retrain how your gaze is. And it's not necessarily just your eyes themselves, like individually, but it's how they work together. That's where a lot of patients have issues. Manual therapy and rehabilitation of the neck, right? Seeing a chiropractor, manual therapist, somebody who can do really good work with your neck because your neck tells your brain a lot about where you are in space. And if your neck is all jacked up in different ways, it'll make you feel off balance. It can give you headaches. It can create a whole bunch of symptoms that are exactly like concussion. So like I said, concussion was a brain injury, but it actually is recoverable. It creates a functional drop in energy that restores itself. So after you've had symptoms for a period of time, it's really difficult to find anything going on from a brain-specific pathway. A lot of the evidence shows that there's other things that are going on that are creating the symptoms. So those are treatable, right? 
Once the brain is damaged, it becomes very hard to treat. But the brain isn't damaged, it's a temporary dysfunction. The rest of the stuff is what's creating now the prolonged symptoms, and those are treatable. Okay, so that's the distinction you need to make. Concussion, I had a concussion, now I'm dealing with the persistent symptoms that could be due to any number of different things. So, manual therapy of the neck was that one. Next up, we have mental health, uh, things like meditation, talk therapy, medication, breathing exercises, but also other things that improve your mental health, like exercise, like improving your diet, uh, like improving your gut, and all those things. The, the, your gut influences so much about what's going on throughout the rest of your body. And a lot of times after concussion, you'll create gut issues. So a lot of times patients will say, oh, my stomach, I just can't tolerate certain foods after my concussion injury. I had lots of gastro pain, or I just feel really fatigued and lethargic, and I just have no energy. A lot of times that's something going on systemically with something going on with your digestive system, could be blood flow, could be hormone, could be a whole bunch of different things. But you can't just look at this from a neurological thing. You can't just go to a neurologist and think, well, they're going to figure out what's going on. That's not how it works. All right. You might be sitting there thinking, well, I've done all that, right? I've tried all these things. No one can help me. I don't know what to do. So what that tells me that if you have tried these things, it's that something was missed. All right. This right now, according to the best information we have, they, these are the effective treatments. These are the ones that have evidence to support. If you do them, they will give you some really strong benefits. Now, the problem that most patients have is that they go for one thing at a time. Okay? So that's not how these things work either. A lot of times patients will go, well, I'm going to try vision therapy for a bit. And then, you know, if that doesn't work, then I'm going to go try vestibular therapy. And then if that doesn't work, I'm going to go try this, you know, newfangled stuff over here, see what that's all about. Then I'm going to go, you know... That's not how it works. Your body is a system. Everything works together. So if you are going to a, you know, let's say you're getting vision therapy, your eyes and how they move is heavily influenced by the function of your vestibular system. And it's also heavily, heavily influenced by your, your neck. So if you have a neck issue and you have a vestibular issue, the person doing your vision therapy might see that because you'll have you'll, your eyes will be skipping around, you'll have trouble focusing and all that stuff. But that's because there's something going on in another system. So you can do rehab on your visual system forever and it's not going to be fixed because the reason it's jumping around all over the place is because there's something going on in a different system. So you're going to do vision therapy for a few months and realize, ah, this isn't working, I'm spending a lot of money on this and nothing's really helping. Then you're going to say, I'm going to go try vestibular. Now, here's the problem. You actually do have a vision problem, but they weren't able to get to it because there was something blocking you, which may be your vestibular system. So now you go and do vestibular. You do that for a bit. You get a little bit of improvement, but then you get blocked because there's something going on with your neck that's actually impairing the ability for your vestibular system to function. So you see what I mean? So by doing things in silos, you're never actually going to get better. And this is where a lot of concussion patients are going wrong. They're bouncing from this to that to this to that. What you need is everything kind of simultaneously. And I don't mean everything to try and overwhelm you, but you need vestibular rehab. You need to be in, have an exercise program. You need to be put on the right diet to help you know repair that stuff and reduce your inflammation. But all of that stuff can kind of be done simultaneously. You don't have to see a million people all at the same time, um, but you need a team that's kind of working on the same thing so that you're addressing all of these things in a simultaneous fashion. Because if you don't, you are going to just be bouncing, 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 and have a lot of trouble 
finding um, success with that approach. So when you ask, and people ask me this all the time, so it's been X amount of time, is my concussion permanent? The answer is no. Concussion is treatable with the right approach. However, I will say this, the evidence does show that the longer it's been since the injury, the more challenging it is to treat. So there's going to be more things that are going on, right? Once you've had pain for a certain amount of time, your body starts to adapt and do things in response to that pain. That's going to affect other systems. So the longer it's been, the more we have to unravel to get things done, but it's not impossible. You can still do it. You just need the right approach, the right team. So the sooner you can start on this, the better, okay? The sooner you can start on this, the better. And that means today, right? If you don't start on it today, you're just one day later. And it just keeps going and going and going and going. So don't sit here and go, well, it's been five years for me. I wish I would have known about this 10 years ago or five years ago. Yes, that would have been great, but you didn't. And you're here now and it's been five years. And if you start today, you're going to be better off than if you start tomorrow. And you're going to be better off if you start tomorrow than if you start the day after that. So what you need to do is stop doing things in silos. Stop bouncing from things to from things. to things. You need to come together in a cohesive approach. Um, and there you go. So it's not easy, right? I want to say that. I, and I, I make it sound like there's an answer, but I'm not saying that it's easy. You have to put the work in. If you're not willing to put the work in to kind of stick it out, to, to go through the process and work at it, it's not going to get better. I see somebody asking about cognitive FX in Utah. I don't really know a lot about it, um, but I will say that it seems to be a passive approach to care, um, and there really isn't a lot of evidence for many of the passive modalities that are out there. Nothing can just fix you, right? It's not because your brain isn't necessarily broken, right? You have maybe integration problems. You maybe have problems in different systems that are not communicating with other ones. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need something to go and you know look at your brain and do something to your brain to fix it, okay? You need to fix it. You need to kind of put everything together and, and do the work to do that, okay? So now, what are the options? Because I know people are going to say, well, what do I do then? I don't have access to this or whatever. Here's a couple things you can do. Number one, right? Obviously, this is my bias. I'm going to throw it out there right now because this is my organization, Complete Concussion Management. But if you go to completeconcussions.com, there is a list of clinics. We have about 400 plus around the world. If you go to completeconcussions.com and click on the find a clinic button, see if there is a clinic in your area. They do all of this stuff in a comprehensive approach. They've gone through all of our training, so they know how to kind of put it all together. And they also have developed networks in their community to be able to help refer you to different people that you might uh, be able to get help from, okay? So completeconcussions.com and then click on the find a clinic button and you should be able to find something in your area. If you can't find something in your area, because we obviously aren't everywhere yet, we only have 400 clinics in the entire world, the other option is uh, the concussion fix program. So that is myself. There's a naturopathic doctor on there who does functional medicine. Uh, we have a psychotherapist on there that teaches all about mindfulness, meditation, mindset for recovery. We teach how to exercise properly, how to safely return to all that stuff. We teach about what diets to, to be on, how to repair your gut, how to, how to take a look at your hormone levels, all of these things. We teach you that because we know that we can't have people everywhere. So we provide this program to patients 
All right, so patients come into this program. It's kind of like a community. There's a support group there. We do weekly live Zoom calls where people can ask us questions and we get on there and we talk about it. Uh, and for those of you who know Dr. Paul Herkel, he is on there. He's our functional medicine person. Um, he does all of our hormone stuff. So if you don't have access to a clinic in your area, I would suggest looking at the Concussion Fix program. If you go to uh, my website, which is concussiondoc.io, and you can, you'll find everything there um, you know, that, that you need. But we cover all of this. And we, the trick is, and why this works, right? You might think, oh, it's an online program. How is that going to work for me? The reason this works is because we go through all the different pieces and we do it kind of simultaneously. And we do it from, um, from a ground level up. So we start with kind of the, the education of what's going on. Why might you be feeling the way you're feeling? What's the diet? Let's start there. Now we start getting into mindset. We start going through. So we build a foundation and it just keeps building so that all of those pieces are in play. But that's where patients go wrong. So no, your concussion is not permanent. The longer it's been, the harder it will be. So you need to get on a plan now, today, no matter how long it's been, because the longer you wait, it's just getting further and further and further down the road, which is making things harder and harder and harder to treat. Okay. So I hope that puts things in perspective to those of you that are watching this video uh, or watching me live on Instagram that this is not a permanent thing. This is not a death sentence. This is not, you know, the way things are. Yes, you take some work. Yes, you got to do some things. You got to kind of change your lifestyle in a lot of ways. Uh, and, um, but it is, it is doable. So I see some questions on the live for those of you watching uh, on YouTube or listening to me uh, on audio on the podcast. Uh, websites again, we're completeconcussions.com and concussiondoc.io. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys here and I'm going to go answer some questions from the live crew. Thank you for listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a review. Have questions about concussion management for future episodes? Submit them to our website, Facebook, or even Instagram. See you next time.